0: The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live.
1: Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella.
2: Well, welcome back to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber. I'm one of the leaders of this ministry called Eight Days of Hope, and we have another leader with the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. His name is Mr. Mike Fiala. Mike, how are you, my man? I am doing
0: great this morning, and i am telling you, it is good to be a part of the leadership. I learn so much. Every time we have a board meeting or we get together, there's just, you know what? Iron sharpens iron. Yes. I love that principle. You know, some Amen. people will go, ouch, ouch,
2: ouch, but I go, yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> I learn so much from you and, and the team, and uh, just Glad to be a part, glad to be here this morning. Oh,
2: we are so thankful for the listeners joining us around the country today. Of course, um, here in Western New York, Southern Ontario on WDCX and nationwide on American Family Radio. Thank you for joining us. You know, for 16 years, Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country and helped families right after a natural disaster with mucking out their homes, tarping the roofs, doing chainsaw work. And then months later, we come back and rebuild homes for free. In fact, 7,150 families now have had their houses worked on served by volunteers with like eight days of hope mike i mean some days i just drive down the road and i'm like really lord 70 yeah. 150 families getting brand new roofs and brand new homes and all for the glory of jesus
0: well i, I had to smile because you even early in the morning or even in the middle of the afternoon, any time of day, if you want to know facts and <laughs> figures, just pop out one question, and Mr. Steve Diver gets oh. those. I love it. But, no, that that's true. I mean, you, you never thought back in 2005 when Katrina hit oh. and you and your dad went down there and 600 people plus showed yeah. up, and uh, blessed are the flexible in spirit. It's been yeah. that way ever since then, right? It
2: has been an unbelievable joyride, Mike. And you and I and the other leaders get a chance in the front row to see God move. And we saw God move this just a week ago. We were in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Iowa, yes. because of a Dorocho, a windstorm, an inland hurricane. And get ready, because right. we're going to talk about a, another hurricane in mm. a minute. Uh, but hundreds of volunteers went to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We brought in all of our heavy equipment. And they served, uh, I think it was a, around 60 different families, and did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of work. It's amazing. A year after the Dorocho, how many families still had stumps that need to be grounded, uh, Grounded up uh, trees, still on fences, still on homes, and yet the volunteers, they did an amazing job in Cedar Rapids.
0: And they just... The volunteers just keep coming, matter right? they, they go do. And there's a lot of lot of them, you know, when we'll talk about some today, I'm sure, are back-to-back. Mm-hmm. They're at one event and another because they're just servants, and they see the need, and they step up. So it is exciting that we can help in Iowa, and, well, you're going to run down to yeah, other places later so, in the so program. So a lot,
2: a lot has been going on since we got back from Iowa, Mike. So uh, today's guest, John Tidwell, is uh, one of the five staff members of 8 Days of Hope that has helped lead 43,000 people roughly to serve. Serve those in need, the broken-hearted. John was in Iowa for the entire week, and he was doing a lot of the tree work. So John's going to be our guest here in just a couple minutes. But you know, we, we left Saturday, and then Sunday,
3: oh, there yes. were a couple
2: disasters. And mm. in, in, um, I'll talk about uh, maybe the lesser of the two out of the gate, Iuka, Mississippi, which is about an hour, hour and a half from our headquarters in in Tupelo, had a couple tornadoes, and so okay. you know we're we're uh, we're not going to do a full deployment there, but it looks like uh, either this week or in the next ten days we'll be sending some heavy equipment with a handful of volunteers. So we were looking at that, but also Mike golly, mm. the um, this this. Terrible, terrible flooding uh, yeah. in Waverly, Tennessee. Oh my gosh, Mike! Yeah. You know we have done, we have served now about sixty different communities after disasters. But Mike, when you go into a small community, Waverly, right. Tennessee, has about five thousand people. Okay. And the loss of life, Mike. When you when you have a loss of life, it really changes. Everything and sure, you know, the volunteers, our leaders were there within 24 hours of the flood because that's who we are. Um, very quickly, we made a decision to, to be in Waverly. Right. Uh, 21 people have passed away, there's still a couple that are missing. Every family's been affected in Waverly, and it's been a somber couple days for the leaders down in Waverly, Tennessee.
0: I'm going to add that word somber sad heart-wrenching I, I i'm doing everything i can to get out of buffalo to, to get down there if you know, if that's possible because when I started reading some of the stories i mean uh, it's almost hard to say of how these uh, well I'll, I'll just say uh, there were four girls standing out in front of their house taking a picture this is one of the examples uh and there was a uh, water that broke loose that was being held on the west side mm. by the rain tra- uh, tra- train tracks the rain washed the train tracks away and sent a six-foot surge yeah. and, and, and half the girls were missing. It's just those kind of things. When you read those stories, you got You wanna get up and, and get out to help and uh, to serve where we can.
2: You know, Mike, we have been to Kentucky, Iowa, New York, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and now Tennessee uh, mm-hmm. in the start of the year. Pandemic or no pandemic. God has called his saints to serve those in need. And right. so today we are in Waverly, Tennessee. We're going to be there to September 11th. And we need the listeners right now to band together. And I'm going to ask right. you, and Mike, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to pray for those serving okay. in Waverly. Um, but we're there. Volunteers are there. Already 200 volunteers have said, yes, yes. I want to go with you. Yes, yes. Sign up for our email alerts at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. If you can go down to Waverly, we're going to be there till at least September 11th but probably going to end up extending that because of the amount of damage. Um, uh, it's just, you know, devastating. our leaders, right? there's something about your own leaders when they're in a small community like that. Everybody knows somebody who passed away, and now they also have the destruction of their homes. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to ask you, the listeners, to pray. Pray for the volunteers, not only with Eight Days of Hope, with other organizations who are trying to s- serve in love Waverly. And some of them... They're gonna have to do a little turn, Mike, because normally we go in there and we're excited to help and we're excited to work and we've encouraged the volunteers, be ready to listen. Be okay. ready to listen. Mm-hmm. Be ready to listen. Yes. Because right. these families are going through some pain in, that you and I maybe have never even felt right. of losing a child or a grandchild sure. or in a, a fellow employee or a cousin or a spouse. And so if you can, if you can take a minute and again, in a minute, I'm gonna ask Mike to pray. Second, volunteer. You have to be 18, but volunteer for one day, three days, five days. I got a text last night. Let me see if I can pull it up from one of our leaders in uh, Tennessee, and uh, his name is John Fuque, and he is he is leading today. Mm. 35 okay. football college players from the Murray State College football team, really? uh, the head coach, they're going to go down there because they want to make a difference. And so oh my. Uh, pray I mean, for the volunteers, uh, pray for this team from Murray State that's going to be serving with us, uh, but consider volunteering uh, like they are. Lastly, donate. Mike, we always go on a minute's notice that's it. without raising a penny, and this is the time we, we need your help. If you could uh, take... Two minutes. Go to our website 8daysofhope.com 8daysofhope.com. Make a one-time donation. Uh, maybe become a monthly partner. I mean, this year we've been to nine different states. We're going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to build a safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking in October. Doing one in Philadelphia. Hurricane Ida's right around the corner. Uh, become a monthly partner with 8 Days of Hope. You can do that online at 8 dayshopecom Or you can mail a donation. I'm going to give you uh, the mailing address. It's It's on our website and our Facebook page. But that's PO Box, Post Office Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi 38803. Mike, before we go any further, can you pray for those residents in Waverly and the volunteers that are serving there today with Mm -hmm. Eight Days of Hope? Yes.
0: Father in heaven, we we come with heavy hearts uh, alongside our brothers and sisters in Waverly today. And the volunteers, the families who have lost loved ones, Uh, And we do pray, God, that uh, your hand be upon their lives and that the volunteers come not only to serve and to clean up, but, Lord, to listen and to share their hearts with the hearts that are down there. I pray for people that will be restored physically, yes, mentally and emotionally, but God spiritually. Let them know that their God has not left them or forsaken yes. them at a time like this. But there are those that will come and, and, and encourage your faith. And Father, I pray for those that maybe lost their faith well before this, this, mm-hmm. this disaster, that their faith be renewed and be fresh in, in, in the Lord Jesus. And they come to know the salvation of our God. Thank you for your hand upon everybody that will be traveling and take care of the, anywhere from the physical to the financial. In Jesus' name.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praying for the families affected by the flooding in Waverly, Tennessee. Eight Days Hope is there. We were there within 24 hours because that's who God has called us to be, to be on the front lines. And sometimes, Mike, the leaders, you know, I was trying to get a hold of a leader before we, we jumped on this the show this morning just to pray for him because Don mm-hmm. Dabney's there leading with others. And, and again, this is a little bit different trip. You know, we just left it Iowa. Uh, no one lost their life due to the Durocho a year ago in Cedar Rapids. And so this is just... I don't say a different vibe. It's just, my gosh, it is just it's, yeah. it is somber, but we're going to be praying mm-hmm. for them. Again, go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. Please take a minute, put them on your prayer list, um, your prayer journal, pray for the families affected by the flooding in Waverly, Tennessee. Volunteer. We have room. It's free. We provide food and lodging. You're going to meet some great friends from around the country. Um, you're going to meet some new friends, and and you're going to fall in love with what God is doing uh, through the ministry of 8 Days of Hope. And lastly, please consider a donation. 100% of your donation, 100%, will mm-hmm. be spent in Waverly. We have a 100% pass-through because our partners cover our fixed cost. You can do that at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com one-time gift or monthly partner, or you can mail donation to P.O. Box 3208 Tupelo, Mississippi 38803. Mike, we only have a couple of minutes left in this opening segment, but Hurricane Ida okay. is lurking again in oh the my. Gulf in Louisiana again, as of this morning, looks like it once again could see as much as a hurricane two or even a three, uh, this oh, weekend, tomorrow on. night or Monday. And yeah, so yeah. we need to be praying for those people down in Louisiana. They have taken so many body punches. Uh, this is a third hit
0: this, this, well, within it could be the fourth
2: months? because it was hurricane Delta, hurricane Laura. And okay, then remember right. they had a oh, ice yeah. storm That's right, and then they had flooding that we went to early this year. This could be the fifth disaster in hmm. nine months in Louisiana.
0: Maybe we need to build a a building there with eight days of hope (laughs) on it. I don't. Uh, I don't mean to. I'm just trying to lighten uh, up a little bit. It is very heavy. I mean, could you imagine one hit? I remember years ago that you you were on vacation. You came home and your house was, you know, uh, flooded because. And that was one time. And you you got a, a, a firsthand view of what it's like. But now you get it fixed, and again, and again, and again.
2: How do you keep up with that? Man, you got to be worn out. I was talking to a pastor yesterday, Pastor Josh Belt, down in Jennings, Louisiana, dear friend of ours, Our Savior's Church, one of our national partners, uh, and that's one of their campuses. And they have hosted us now three times in six months because of two hurricanes and a flooding event. And he said, brother, I miss you, but I don't want to see you next week. And I'm like, brother, I don't want to see you either next week because, you know, again, our hands are full right now in Iuka and Waverly, Tennessee and wherever else God opens the door. But, Mike, if Hurricane Ida hits like we think it will hit, we will be there. We will leave as quick as we can. You know, thankfully, volunteers uh, have traveled the country with us, but excuse me, um, the donations have allowed us to buy the equipment needed mm-hmm. uh, to respond to multiple disasters at one time. Again, for more information about the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, go to 8daysofhope.com. Got to clear my throat there. Got there a lot going go. on this morning. We
0: got so much happening, yeah. yeah.
2: Hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking to John Tidwell. John Tidwell was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa with hundreds of volunteers with Eight Days of Hope helping out families from last year's Dorocho. What's a Dorocho? It's an inland hurricane. We're talking about a hurricane called Ida that looks like it's going to hit the Gulf Coast this weekend, either late tomorrow or Monday. Well, a hurricane, an inland hurricane, uh, hit Cedar Rapids last year in August. Eight Days of Hope went there for multiple weeks. That's where our Midwest satellite. In a minute when John comes back, we're gonna talk to him a little bit more about the outreach that happened last week. God was moving, and you're gonna hear a God-sized moving story from the mission field from John Tidwell when we get back. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, it's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
1: Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope.
2: 8 Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At 8 Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com.
1: Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country.
2: Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our Northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please
1: consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today.
2: Back to Hope Rains, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiello on this uh, beautiful Saturday where we're recording. Hope you're enjoying good weather where you're at. The weather a year ago, Mike, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, was something that this country sees like once a decade. It's mm-hmm. called a dorocho, and a dorocho is like an inland hurricane. hurricane. Mm-hmm. Winds of 145 miles per hour
0: Unbelievable. for
2: two hours straight. Oh, man. Think about that, Mike. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, yeah. Two
2: hours straight. Shingles stay on your roof, they're warned to stay on your roof up to 65 miles per hour. So you're talking about trouble. You're talking about roofs you know being blown off, shingles being blown off, house damage. but 35,000 trees, Mike, 35,000 trees were cut in half and toppled on every single family's home in Cedar Rapids, and that was a year ago.
0: I was just going to say, a year ago, and we don't hear about it, and yet these people are still under a bunch of lumber. Unbelievable. (laughs) And uh, so they're so grateful uh, that we're able to come out and just clear their land and get get this this mess just cleaned up. It's still going to take... Further down the road, yeah. but at least it's put a big dent into it.
2: Well, last week, Mike, we had uh, roughly between the locals and the people that traveling from uh, you know around the country, probably 175, maybe even as many as 200 volunteers serve over 50 families, a couple parks, and it was an amazing time. I actually had a chance to take Elisa and I out there, yes. and we worked in one of the parks and painted. And actually, to be honest with you, I didn't paint. I cleaned brushes and rollers okay. for like four hours, so stop how- you did! Oh that. my gosh! I saw with Emma, Emma. Emma. Emma did it with me.
0: Now how did they? How did they weather it? I mean, oh, what they were did their great. Thoughts?
2: Well, you know what's funny is Elise, my my older daughter of of my of of those three, she's my middle daughter. Okay, she's seventeen, and they were born in Taiwan, so she still speaks Mandarin. Mike, really, we had seventy nine local volunteers show up at the park. Thirty were Asian and fifteen knew how to speak Mandarin. Really? All morning long. All I heard was Mandarin back and forth and it wasn't coming from my mouth. You talk about a God story oh, yes! and, and and putting so things fun. together. Exciting. Oh, uh, they had it and she loves it because and you know now my youngest one, she doesn't care to know Mandarin. She's all about, you know, you know, English and sure. American. Okay. But uh, it was it was it was left fun. But anyways, our guest, oh my gosh. This guy is amazing. He's one of our team members, uh, John Tidwell. He's based in Tupelo, Mississippi. And, uh, John, um, I know you were in Cedar Rapids. Uh, I know you've been home about a week. I, I know that you were tired. But, brother, all I heard was glowing reports I, the three days I was there and, and the days you were there. Uh, first of all, brother, good morning. Good <laughs> morning.
3: Morning. How are y'all?
2: Good, man. Good, good, good. So, John, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your family in and Tupelo and, and how you got involved in 8 Days Hope before we talk about Cedar Rapids.
3: Yeah, so I have a, a wife and two daughters, 16 and 13. Um, my wife's a nurse practitioner. Um, my background is um, automotive but also um, ministry based out of a church. And probably four or five years ago, 8 um, Days of Hope was just on my mind, you know, being and serving in a church to, like, hey, I'd love to go on a trip. Uh, I think my first trip was Lafayette, and I just, you know, you you fall in love with it because when you go, you see all these people that have come from all different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and everybody's there because they want to uplift the name of Jesus, and so that's just something that's drawn to you, and randomly, it um, was in a meeting with Steve Tiber um, at our church, actually, uh, talking about how we could get involved, and he just made a comment about needing a maintenance person, and it's almost like God said, you may ought to text him and just say you may be interested in that. And it was one of those weird weird God moments when God begins to open a door that you really never saw um, coming. And so um, that kind of worked out Been with the ministry going on before years this year in, in uh, January. So wow. um, love it yeah. and love what I do. Um, so it's awesome.
2: So, John, let me ask you, um, maintenance
0: manager, what does that entail? (laughs)
2: Yeah, the easy answer, John, is maintaining $3 million of equipment. But go ahead, John, (laughs) give give us the real answer, because I make it really simple sounding.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's what you think about. You think about the the bobcats and the dump trailers and the lifts that we have and all the trucks, um, the trailers, the shower trailers, and, you know, and that is the, the bigger part of, of what I do, but there's so many little details when when you begin to think what is all on those trailers. Our rapid response trailer, you know, we have up to 20-something saws on each one. We have uh, 15, 18 mud-out kits, and every one of those mud-out kits has a list of things that have to be in them. And so, so it just goes on and on, and, and it almost feels like you go all the way down to how much tape do you have on the trailer. And you know how much stock do you have on the shelves in the trailer, so when you can restock it. But the one thing that that Steve has encouraged me to do over the years is, don't try to do that all yourself. Build teams around right. you and, and begin to delegate. And so we have, I mean, excellent volunteers that come in and, and they they want to own different parts of oh, of that's the trailer great. <laughs> and. And really and truly, you know, it does fall on me in the end if, if something's missing or something. But there's so much grace, you know, we're going to make mistakes with when we're trying to figure out what to do with that kind of um, inventory. But, but, yeah, it's having people to come alongside of you is one of the greatest things in ministry to be able to delegate and trust people to do their job. So it's, it's awesome and it's fun and hectic at times.
2: Yeah, and that, not one day is alike. Um, I, you know, we, we showed up in Cedar Rapids, and uh, unbeknown to John, you show up. And the bobcat you have locally, he's got a little leak, and you didn't know about that. And then mm-hmm. something got bent by accident, right? Because when you do tree work, that's... sure. Probably the most dangerous thing we do. I mean, we've helped seventy two hundred families rebuild their homes and help them with their homes, so you might as well say seventy two hundred and fifty now, and and things happen on a moment's notice, and they, and they all run to John. So if if we've got a truck in in, in Tupelo, Mississippi, or, or Buffalo, New York, that you know has a fender bender or needs an oil change uh, or a light replaced, I mean, all this falls under John. Oh, I don't wow. know how you do it, John. I really, really don't. And it's not like John and I talk five times a week. I mean, John and I talk at least once or twice a week, but he gets it done. And John, you do an amazing job of working and raising up leaders, and And you're right. I just love how God continues to send people to Eight Days of Hope to use their gifts either mechanically, uh, administratively, uh, or uh, making food, um, you know, you're in charge. At the end of the day, there's cooking trailers, and there's a laundry trailer, and there's right. you know, all these pieces of equipment. There's the, the lawnmowers at all the facilities to cut the grass, all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, John, what do you do with your spare time? <laughs>
3: there you go. I don't work on equipment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. I know.
2: Good, good, good for you. Good for you. So, John, I know you were in Cedar Rapids, and um, thank you so much. You, you not only went out there to help. Fifty families do free work and you were there just to be a glimpse of Jesus. And I don't say just. That is the reason you went. Brother, but I am telling you, when I was there, there was a different spirit in Cedar Rapids. And every trip's different that we you know we've been on, Mike. Mm-hmm. But there was there was a sweet aroma. You know, we, we we're based at a church that we know that that we love, they know and love us. But didn't you get that sense, John, there was something different with the volunteers serving last week in Cedar Rapids?
3: Yeah, I, I definitely felt that too. And that, that's some of the talk that everybody's been talking about is just the feel that it was when when we were there. And, you know, one of the things that I think is, you know, this trip was uh, because we were doing such technical trees this time, a lot of the people that we asked back in on this trip were, were a lot of our actual 180 leaders, and, and so they were the blue shirts, and, you know, every trip feels like family reunion, but this one was almost the the inner core, I guess, the, the close-knit family that it was, and we've had some people that hadn't served with us in two years just because of life circumstances mm. or COVID, yes. and so some of those people mm. were back, and it's it, it's just cool to, to walk in the room, and it's it's almost like you, you just saw them last week, you know, and... Yeah, it was just a cool. All the devotionals have been beautiful, and it's like God had a theme going on there that He was trying to tell us. It's just amazing when God shows up. Mm -hmm. So, John, Um, it really is.
0: I can hear that, but now, now the people that you served. What were some of the reactions? Because you're now back after a year, but uh, some, perhaps a story or some, just some. How do they respond to you?
3: Yeah, I mean, two two of the things that come to mind right right off the bat. One of them was Miss I don't know if I could say her name or not, but Miss Mary, eighty three years old, um, lost her husband ten years ago. She has three or four acres, maybe, and, and I, I really didn't ask exactly, but it's a very very big big property. And I think she told us that she had lost forty trees last year, and and she had a lot of the tree damage, but she still had some major we uh, um. Widowmakers hanging from her trees and I'm not talking about just little four-foot Widowmakers I'm talking about some 20 and 30 foot Widowmakers what's 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 a Widowmaker
2: for the listeners John? I know that you know and I know but before you go further in the story, what's a Widowmaker?
3: So when a tree gets all slapped around a lot of times It won't take the whole tree down But like maybe the top of the tree will get broke out of it and it flips over and it's just hanging there ready to fall at any moment and so Ah, uh, that's called a widowmaker, and the reason they call that is is because so many people have been under a tree when one of those fail and it will take a life oh, if it's a big oh enough no. branch, and yeah. so it has become known as the widowmaker. So, so, um, so
2: these are dangerous trees.
3: Yes, yeah, very dangerous okay, trees, and right. and and very very technical to try to get those widowmakers out of it for our for, for our crews, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Um I was actually on that on that crew and and got to help with that and do some training involved but she she was just so amazed that oh so she sent us an email a long email and and it just repeatedly said how God had shown up over the last year for her, and that different teams from different organizations but she said the finale for her was when eight days of hope knocked on the door and said, we want to finish what has been started for oh. property and we want to get these widow makers taken care oh, of. Amazing. And and then she was like, and then the next day the bobcats show up and they want to haul all this stuff off for me <laughs> to the dump. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, with love it. It. So I love it. I love it. It is. And, you know, and, and the sad thing about it is, is, you know, we get the blessing from that because she's so, she gets a blessing but we get a blessing and then we also sure. um, you know, and, and I don't think I, I think I can say this, but she's actually going in for some tests because she's mm. got some issues that she's not sure what's going on. So, mm. you know, it's, it, it, it blesses you, but it also breaks your heart to hear some of these stories out on the field, mm. you know, when you're out there. but
2: Wow. Think about that. Before we go to the next story, think about that, Mike. So here's a widow. It's been a year since the disaster, and most listeners right now listening to Hope Rains—it's a broadcast of eight days of hope. You're in Georgia, you're in Kansas, and you're like, I didn't even know that something happened in Cedar Rapids, and Mm -hmm. you know, because it's in the news for maybe a day tops. I mean, with everything going on in the world right now, you know, you got storms, you know, in the the ocean, you got you know the things across, you know, some some challenges across the world, you know, military, and and you've got this pandemic, and you know, a disaster stays in the news for a day or two unless. It's like the Mother of Mothers, Katrina, Harvey, you know something like that, sure, but then f- people, and this is how God moves a year after the fact, mm-hmm. God stirs in an organization, eight days of hope, Hey, go back to Cedar Rapids and work and serve those in need and and John, he'll never forget Mary, miss Mary that's right and 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 Miss Mary will never, never forget, forget yeah'll never forget that God didn't forget her,
0: right. That's it.
2: It doesn't matter the name of the organization. I mean, there's a lot of great organizations out there. I just love how God opens the door for these God-sized stories of Miss Mary meeting John and other volunteers, and, and especially during a very tough time in, in, in her well, journey.
0: Well, what it is, they're, they're there with the intention of getting rid of and removing the debris, the trees, but it's the impact that that is making on people's lives hmm. is the biggest thing. Uh, yes, the... The trees are being removed, but Miss Mary is going to, in her quiet time in her own little chair, when she's happy to look out and see the stuff's gone, she's going to know in her heart that God Mm -hmm. looked after her through people that just showed up. Uh, and for free (laughs) got rid of all of that
2: john i know you got another story but before we go to break i just want to talk briefly and then we'll, we'll get to your other story after the break you know you had mentioned something about seeing people that you have not seen in the last two years this has been an interesting time in our season and i get it we tell our 181 volunteer leaders we want you to feel comfortable with the protocols we put in place to travel with us to serve families. 99% of the work we're doing these these days is outdoors. And, and we're doing things that we didn't do for the first 15 years to protect everyone. But John, there's something about being part of that Eight Days of Hope family, those 43,000 volunteers mm-hmm. who've served with each other. And it has to make your heart feel good when you see the Johnnies and the gals and others who you haven't seen in a while there's something about serving together, isn't there? Yes sir it is. I, I know yeah, I think yeah. go ahead.
3: I think you know you know, think about going and sitting around the table with guys, but when you actually go out on the field and you have a new crew or you're with a different crew, that is when you actually build the relationship that lasts for a lifetime mm. is working with them out on the field and being able to hear those guys' stories together. Um, it's just, yeah, it's
2: awesome. My daughter was there, Mike. Uh, my other daughter, Hannah, was there with her new husband. Not that she had an old husband, but her, you know, <laughs> husband of six months. Sure. And a lot of our leaders had not seen Hannah in a while because okay. we haven't done a rebuild trip for three years because because of right. you know, the challenges in the world and mm-hmm. and 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 the availability and and the need. And so, so many were meeting her husband for the first time. <laughs> Poor Markwell. Some of the, a couple of these guys grow there. So you married Hannah. Come on. Come over here and sit down and talk for a little bit. I want to get to know you a little bit more. <laughs> I thought, man, Hannah's got like 85 dads out there. I was going to say, she's got a lot of dads. Yeah. That's always feel bad for, uh, not feel bad, but those, you know, we have the Colleen's and the Chandler's and the Hannah Houghton's of the world that um, yeah, are Watch sing- out when the guys oh, come yes. in their life. There's a lot of get folks ready.
0: that are going to be looking after that.
2: All right. Well, you're listening to Hope brains it's a broadcast of eight days of hope this is not a a dating site or or or, or uh, you know it's just it's part of when you're part of a family uh it's really cool when you see god moving i mean think about that and i know we got to go to uh, to a break but john tidwell who our guest is today he gets to travel the country on a moment's notice and serve with friends meet new friends and watch god move what cooler thing could there be mike than doing something like well, that.
0: I was thinking when John said that. I mean, you're getting up in the morning, having breakfast together, you're having devotions and worship together, and then you're going out and work together. Oh my gosh. Come back, the same thing, dinner together, and t- together, together is, is I love the it. point. And I love it's, it. It, it's special.
2: All right, let's take a quick break so we can wrap up with John. I know he's been, been home and he wants to kind of chill out a little bit. So sure. we're giving him a break. But hey, thank you so much to some of our national partners. We have 14 of them. One of them is American Family Radio. Thank you so much to the Wildman family for. Believing in what God is doing through eight days of hope, and also I just want to say publicly, I want to give a shout out to Covenant Church in Dallas. Their pastor, Pastor Ricky, is going through some challenging times right now with some health things. And this morning, I just, you know, prayed for Brother Ricky and all of our friends down there in Dallas. So thank you for two of our 14 national partners. When we come back, we're gonna hear a little bit more about what happened in Cedar Rapids, Iowa last week as we talk with John Tidwell. You're listening to Hope Rains. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
1: Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com.
2: At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com.
1: Is miles away from what I spent my life chasing after. Is my story going to have the same two words in every chapter? What if? What if? But last I checked this heart inside my chest. It's still beating. Well, I guess it's not too late. What if today?
2: west singing the song called what if what What if if. oh yes i like i like the rhythm to that i was listening to it and uh just a great song he's a he's a deep songwriter He, he writes a lot of his music based on letters and communications he gets from his fans okay did you know that I didn't. Okay. Well, you
0: you you're you're closer to him because you worked that main stage at Kingdom. Now, well, you, know, you get to meet all no, these guys. Yeah,
2: but no, he he is he reminds me my wife is a deep thinker. He is a okay. he's very analytical, deep. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so uh, check it out Matthew West, what if. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hope um hope Rains is the name of the radio program. It is brought to you by Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. Today we have John Tidwell. John was out in Cedar Rapids, Iowa last week with uh, almost 200 volunteers serving the community. John, thank you again for joining us. I know that you were sharing one story about Miss Mary. Do you have something else that happened in Cedar Rapids that you kind of hold on to as you um, get back to the real world and your life in Mississippi? Yeah, I think one person did it.
3: Uh, you know it's hard to get off my mind is, is I met a father of of four he had three daughters, the oldest being twenty one and the youngest daughter being sixteen and then he had mm-hmm. an eight year old son and we showed up to his house the night before just to look at the trees that had some power lines and stuff and i mean just you could just tell there was a sweet spirit about this guy um, as soon as we met him, and we got back there we' were talking a little bit and um he made a he made just a slight comment about his wife not being with him anymore and mm-hmm. and so the next day we show up we begin to to serve him and the story begins to come out a little bit more about what what happened and um you know i find out that that his wife had been diagnosed with cancer 5 years ago um they had they had had a son together who was unexpected and he was 2 at the time when when she found out that she had cancer and one of her biggest prayers during the three years that she was still alive was that her son would never forget who she was. And, and just to hear that story. And, and, um, he, he, the son came out, he's eight years old. Now he came out and was helping his dad do some stuff in the backyard. Um, and, and the dad told me said, after he told me that that was her prayer, he said, my son knows exactly who his mom was and he keeps me going. Oh, and and girl. you know those those little things yeah. and comments just they they eat at you and you it's hard to forget but but while we were there one of the trees that we we failed for him um the ladies that were helping us they noticed after we took the notch out of the front of the tree before we felt it that when it fell out they said that looked like a heart and so after it was over they went Went and got it, and they they said that thing that looks really a lot like a heart on the outside, but also the inside shape. So mm. it's kind of multi-layered, and and so they ended up writing him just a small um, note on it and put from the Eight Days of Hope family, and we were able to present that to him Yay. and pray for him at the very end. And and I, I think the most you know, evident of where God is in a person's life is when we got through praying for him, he turned around and said, now I want to pray for y'all. Oh my. It's like, wow. you know, we're here to serve you yeah. and now you're fixing to turn around and serve us. And, mm. and it's, it's those stories when, when we can give just a little glimpse of help to a person who's been hurting. And cause I don't, I I don't know what I would do in that situation, how I would get over something like that. And and just to be able to go in and talk to him and pray for him and, and be a help in a time of need is just an awesome, awesome thing.
2: Sometimes, Mike, we complicate things as believers. You know, sometimes those simple acts of kindness, right. and, and maybe not simple when you're, you know, working in a lift, you know, mm. a 55-foot lift truck, and you're operating a chainsaw in a dangerous situation. However... God gives us an opportunity to be a glimpse of light in someone's life that might be a little bit dark. And that's what happened through John and the team in Cedar Rapids, Mike.
0: I'll tell you, what hits my mind is why not volunteer? Yes. You can only get this experience, whether it's Eight Days of Hope or some other organization, why not volunteer? It's a complete circle of joy, happiness, completion that I believe every heart's looking for. Why not volunteer? And how can they do this, Steve? Yeah,
2: well, you know, you, you hear about Miss Mary and you hear about this young boy and his father who um, is trying to raise his kids and remembering his, his bride who's who passed away at a very early age. And then strangers show up, people who he don't he doesn't know and has never met. And they say, you know what, we, we know you just went through a tough time a year ago, not even known his personal story. And yet, John, you're not going to forget that story for a while because those kind of stories, they stick with you, don't they?
3: Hmm. They do. Yes, sir.
2: Hmm. John, thank you so much for your leadership, your service. You know, you, you, uh, you, you worked. The, I saw you, brother. You know, we passed a couple times. I don't think I got dirty. Well, the one day at the park, I got dirty. But the other days, I was speaking at a church and meeting some pastors. And John comes in at the other day, Mike. And, mm-hmm. you know, John, John, John's, um, John's, uh, uh, um, a stocky guy okay. and he comes in and man, you you thought he had been rolling in the mud and he was sweating. And and, and yet John, you were smiling from ear to <laughs> ear and I thought, man, this dude just went to war for us because you were out there leading and, and serving. But there was something about you, John, looking at your face. I thought, man, he is right in his mm. lane. You love doing what you do, don't you, John?
3: I do. I really do. It's, it's awesome. What God allows me to do for the kingdom
2: John, before we let you go, you know, you're talking about serving families, but you also served other volunteers. You're one of the, the key guys on our team that that trains people and operate chainsaws. So let's just say right now there's someone in Texas listening, Mississippi or upstate New York, uh, or even Canada, Southern Ontario, and they know how to operate a chainsaw. How do they get involved in the ministry of A.D.'s Hope and What's the process of someone being able to get one of those 55-foot lifts or, you know, to, to cut a tree that's hanging over a house?
3: Yeah, I mean, if, if we've got guys that are experienced with chainsaws, you know, and they want to serve on our trips, um, we're going to ask them to come and, and serve, and we're going to, give some opportunities during that trip for them to get approved to, to be one of our cutters. And we have a three-step process to, to have what we call a red badge, which is one of our most technical guys that can drop almost any tree. Um, uh, and so the first one is it's just a yellow badge. And then once we begin to see those guys and their experience, we begin to approach people and say, hey, you just seem like somebody that would be good in a lift or – you know running one of our skid steers and and so yeah there's a process of training that we go through a lot of what we do is is actually on the field training at our rapid responses um we are currently working on some ideas of how we can do some training in buffalo some training in cedar rapids and in mississippi a couple times a year um and so those opportunities you know may come up also but but yeah it's it's a on the job training is basically what it is is you You're going to be out there doing it and having (laughs) having somebody with you making sure you're doing it safely.
2: So yellow, blue, or red. Now while you're saying all that, Mike is mouthing me. Maybe you heard because he sometimes when you <laughs> he says yeah, it comes through. He said yellow, but I thought no, pink maybe, but <laughs> I don't even know if we have a pink, but so yellow badges of a tree's already on the ground. You're you're cutting a tree and in and, and, and it, whatever you cut can't hurt you or anyone else. So that's that's yeah. like the kind of not a beginner, but someone who's just learning Uh, And then it steps up from there. It's amazing, Mike. You know, God has blessed eight days old with these two amazing lifts. I think one goes 35, 40 feet in the area. The other one goes 50, 55 feet. Maybe I'm off five feet here or there. John is the expert on that. But, you know, when I was there, I got to go to a couple sites and see these volunteers work in these pieces of equipment. Most Mm -hmm. organizations don't use these type of piece of equipment because of two reasons. One, the cost. Number two, the safety element. And three, the maintenance. And John, I'm so thankful that donors who have given 8 Days Hope has allowed us to buy these two lifts. I mean, because you have $100,000 of equipment that we can use on a moment's notice. How cool is it, John, seeing those lifts out in sight and, and watching these widow makers and these other trees be taken care of?
3: Man, it's awesome to see somebody 50 foot high in a lift. I get up there and I'm as nervous as everything and (laughs) scared to death and ready to come down. Uh, Even though I know how to do it, it, it's not my comfort zone, but to watch somebody else get up there and and do it. And most everybody that really, really enjoys it, they love it and it it gives them life. And so it is awesome that they get to do what they love and serve Mm. families at the same time.
2: I love Mm. it. You're listening to Hope Reigns. as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry, when we serve after natural disasters like we just wrapped up in Iowa, we've been in, I think, seven different states already this year. We go all around the country. Sign up for our email alerts at eightdaysofhope.com. Eightdaysofhope.com. We'll email you whenever we go anywhere. It's free. We provide food and lodging, all the tools, all the equipment. If you know how to operate a chainsaw, man, reach out to us. We'd love to see you. Um, come serve alongside with us. Secondly, you know we always tell people um, you can pray for the ministry. We appreciate that. You can volunteer donations. So mm. just want to let you yeah. know that our partners I mentioned two of them earlier in the broadcast they in essence cover our fixed cost. And so when you donate fifty dollars or a hundred dollars or five dollars or any amount, twenty disaster it's one hundred percent pass through. But if you you know are encouraged by what you're hearing today, and you want to become a monthly partner of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, go to the website eightdaysohope.com, click on donations, you can give a one-time gift, or you can become a monthly partner. At the end of the broadcast, I'll give you an address where you can mail a donation as well. And that's so important, Mike. Pray, volunteer, and donate.
0: Absolutely, and to emphasize what you just said, it's 100% pass-through.
2: Love it, love Mm. it, love it. John, I know that you want to get back to uh, your real world. Thank you so much for your leadership in Cedar Rapids, for who you are in Jesus, um one last question if someone's listening out there they've never been on a mission's trip and you've encouraged them their their hearts racing their mind's going 100 miles an hour speak to them one last time of why they should become a part of 8 days of hope
3: and if you know if God's telling you to go and serve somewhere and you're not sure where i mean 8 days of hope is one of the the easiest places to go and fall right into a a family of people that are going to walk alongside of you and what God has called you to do and and you know your heart may be to go out and bless someone but in turn you're gonna you're gonna go home with a blessing that you may yeah. not forget forever most everybody that comes on these trips can can go all the way back to the first trip they've ever been on whether it was the very first one uh, you know or or it was three years ago but they can all tell you a story that kept them coming back and it was yeah. all that they got blessed in the end and what God calls us to do is serve. I mean, be the hands and feet. Um, we're all called to do that in some way. And this may be the perfect way for somebody.
2: Wow. That's it. Very oh, well said, nice. John. That, that, that could be like our commercial mic. Wow. That was that you, was right on, man. You were speaking, that? I, I want to <laughs> sign up, man. Go, John. I love it. Thank you, John, for your heart. Um, And, and you're right. You know, you go on a missions trip, you will come home changed. You might be tired but you will go home change. Mike, before we let John go, can you pray for him yeah, and his wife, his kids? Um, you know, right. he has kids in school and they're running, you know, doing sports. And and, mm. and it's hard sometimes because you sure. want to go out and serve and yet you need to be home and that whole balance act. But can you pray. lift up John? Sure, let's pray.
0: Father, first of all, we thank you for John's servanthood, willingness to go to wherever you have called yes. him. Thank you for his gifts, his skills, his leadership. Father, we thank you as he's home now. Uh, let there be just a real special time with his wife and two daughters as he engages into everyday life. And uh, just give him rest and, and refreshment and a oneness and a love flow. And, uh, and 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 God, then prepare him for the next trip. And just thank you for his servanthood uh, and continue to physically rest him mentally and emotionally and financially bless him. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Amen. 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 Well, John, thank give you your, so give your wife a hug for me. I'm going to be in Tupelo next weekend and uh, maybe I'll run into you, brother, but get some rest. I know, I know you're uh, you're, you've probably already recur- You're probably ready to go again, knowing you, because that's good. You're like the energizer bunny, man. You don't need to be recharged. Hey, love you, brother. God bless you, man. Hey, Thank y'all. John Tidwell, one of the uh, leaders of eight days of hope. <laughs> wow. He's amazing. Great servant. Oh, he is. And, and, you know, he, the things he does that no one ever knows about, you know, when you go to our national headquarters, it's a 60,000 square foot building. It's located in Northeast Mississippi. We do a lot of our training there. Probably have about $2 million of our equipment down there. But we also have a facility in the Northeast and upstate New York, Buffalo, mm-hmm. right. and a facility in the Midwest, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where uh, we were last week. We were in Buffalo the week before. Mm-hmm. You know everything that we own: forklifts, chainsaws, shower trailers, feeding trailers, bobcats, lift trucks, um, eight trailers full of commercial dehumidifiers and fans, the air conditioning. I mean everything that we have. God has provided. Everything's paid for. No debt. None. Hmm. John maintains all of it.
0: Steve, you think back to 2005 when Katrina hit, total disaster. Hmm. Who would ever think that birthed out of that? Is it fifteen years now? Sixteen years. Sixteen years yeah. later, um, that you're talking about bucket trucks and and you know washer and dryer trailers and food trailers <laughs> that all of this would just mushroom into what God has built it to be.
2: But that's who God is. You know, sometimes we put God in a box. Now I know next to my name there's a there's a fancy title, right? You know, CEO, founder, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're not smart enough. Mm. We're not good enough. But God is great if God has birthed an idea in you, take a step of faith. Who knows where it's going to end, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't know 16 years ago we'd become a national ministry. I mean, that that wasn't the plan. The plan was, let's go help out a widow and give her a brand new roof. Let's go help out an elderly couple and gut out their home and dry it before a mold sets in. Mm -hmm. And yet God said... I like your plan, but you know what? I've got something else in store for you. Mm-hmm. And you've seen that, Mike. You've been doing ministry for decades. When God starts to move, right. when the Holy Spirit starts to move through his people, amazing things happen. Well, when, you, when you latch on to I, I use the example in my own
0: mind of the widow who— had an issue of blood and she reached out and grabbed the hem of the Mm. garment of Jesus and she hung on to it. That's what we do. I mean, you have a title. You you don't hang on to the title. You're hanging on to Jesus. You're taking every moment that he breathes something and you're stepping into the unknown, but you're holding on to the hem of the garment of Jesus. And that's why Eight Days of Hope is successful. That's how you'll be successful in life. Hang on to that, the hem of the garment of Jesus. and Mm. Just follow him wherever he
2: goes. Mm. I like that. I'm gonna let that marinate for a second. Mm. I like that a lot. Again, if you're interested in the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, we're on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Check us out. Go to eightdaysofhope.com. If you'd like to put us on your prayer list, and prayer mm, works. Yes. We need it. You know, we've been to what seven different disaster sites. There's storms brewing right now as we speak. You know, we could be deploying tomorrow or the next day or three days later. We we move on a moment's notice. Just continue to pray for the ministry. Consider volunteering. Maybe you've never been on a mission trip. You heard John's heart. Yeah, come on. Come one time. Mm -hmm. One time. Give it a chance. What do you have to lose? A couple days? I mean, that's it. It's free. You just got to get there. We're going to feed you really good. I like free. Oh, (laughs) I know you like free. (laughs) I know you like free. (laughs) Lastly, donate. Would you Mm -hmm. make a donation to 8 Days of Hope? 100% of the dollars that you donate today or any day is passed through to those in need. Because our fixed costs are covered by our partners. And so, you know, not many ministries or organizations can say that. Doesn't make that we're any better. Not at all. It's just a different model. But you can become a monthly partner on our website at 8daysofhope.com or you can mail us a check at PO Box 3208, that's 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, T U P E L O, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. PO Box 3208. Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. We're right in the middle of hurricane season, Mike, and already we've been watching a couple of them and a couple more are brewing as we speak. And as you know, Mike, in the last two years, there's been times that we've been in three places at the same same time. time. And so if you know how to cook and make sandwiches, if you can drive a truck, if you could handle a saw or a hammer, or if you know how to paint, or if you know how to uh, just handle a wheelbarrow, Sign up at 8 com sure. and be a part of our email alert system. Yeah,
0: get your name in the system because things just transpire, or th- things just happen overnight, and you never know. You're going to turn on the TV, and there's there is another hurricane coming in, and you want to be a part of the blessing.
2: You, you do. You do. You know, I, I just thinking back, we got a couple of minutes left, thinking back to John's stories today about Miss Maria Widow, who had strangers show up, and, you know, she takes the time to write an email. Mm. <laughs> just thinks Just sharing her thankfulness to God for these volunteers. And then, of course, the gentleman, a a widow uh, at an early age with four young kids and and seeing, you know, God move through his people. You know, Miss Mary, the gentleman, the boy, Mm -hmm. John, the volunteers, a lot of lives were touched last week in Cedar Rapids.
0: What about that heart that was in... The tree. Explain that a little bit. I was trying to. Yeah. So apparently, when yeah they
2: were cutting a tree, and they noticed a piece they had cut. Uh, Sometimes you cut things, and it hits the ground, and it breaks, and forms different uh, shapes. Mm -hmm. But a piece of the tree formed a piece of a heart. And so the volunteers of Haiti's Hope writes a love message to this boy, to this family on behalf of the volunteers. And to me, um, those are the things that people won't forget.
0: I thought of the heart of the mother, and I thought of the oh. father that wanted the son oh. to remember the yes. mother, and I look at that, in my mind, you yes. guys can take it the way you want it, that that heart was in that tree, and those volunteers were there, discovered it, gave it to the family, and that young boy um, is gonna remember that, 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 that's a kind of a little sign of this, this he's gonna remember, yes. his, remember his mother. And that's going to be the, that's the father's prayer. I I want my son to know my wife, his mother, isn't
2: it? 8daysofhope.com. Please, please, please go there today. Sign up for our email alerts. Pray for the ministry. You can donate as well online. Mike, we only have a couple of minutes left, and you know, I'm, I'm looking at the fall. We've, we've been very busy. We've got a couple safe houses coming up. We'll wrap up real quick. We're building safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking, and we need some specifically skill sets for one in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, beautiful part of the country. Mm. If you know how to do roofing, uh, we have about four days of roofing. We're looking for another six to eight. Roofers, people who've done roofing for a living. Maybe you've done six, seven roofs in your life as a side side gig. Uh, please right. email us at safehouse at eight days of hope com. We also need some people that know how to hang fiber cement. Okay. So, and if you can't make it to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, maybe you live in Rhode Island. You're like, you know what? That's a long ways. We're coming to the Northeast in November yeah, in philly. Philadelphia, philadelphia philly philly, <laughs> philly Philadelphia, Philadelphia. <laughs> um, and, and we'll be there. So, again, go to safehouse at 8 com. Let us know that you're interested. We got to get you to one of those.
0: I uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, every time we talk about it, there's something stirring. So, you know, Philly, I, I got my eye on Philly. That's not far. Yeah.
2: Not far from where you no, live. Not, not far at all. And it won't be snowing yet in November, probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mike? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You never know. You never know. Oh, man. We are so thankful for um, those who have traveled the country with us. And, Mike, I I just want to do something. We normally don't do this, but I just very quickly— I want to pray for those 43,000 volunteers who've traveled the country with us. That's awesome. Because so many, you know, we we haven't seen in the last year and a half with the pandemic, and I just want to let them know we haven't forgotten about them. But Father, we lift up Mm -hmm. those who have served with 8 Days Hope over the last 16 years. Yes. Father, those who have given labor of $55 million worth of labor uh, because of you, not because of us, but because of you. And Father, Mm -hmm. today, I pray a hedge of protection around these families, who have traveled the country with us on a moment's notice. Yes. Be with them today, Lord. Let them That's know right. that even some of them we haven't seen in in a little bit, Lord, that we haven't forgotten them, that we miss them, we love them, but keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And, Father, when they feel comfortable to once again travel with us or when their family situations change, Lord, I just pray that we see them again That's right. uh, serving those in need. We thank you, Father, for those who have prayed for the ministry, mm-hmm. for those who have traveled the country to to serve with us, and those, Father, who have given to the ministry of eight days of hope. In Jesus' yes. name we pray. Yes. God's people said. Amen. Two of us, amen. Two. Love it, love it. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, Mike, we got to wrap up, brother, but until next week, I just want to thank our partners across the country, including Provia, that make building materials. They're based in Ohio. Check them out at Provia.com. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. as a broadcast of eight days of hope.